Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> I'm going to ask everyone to turn in their Bibles this morning to Exodus chapter 20. We'll continue in our study of the Ten Commandments. Today we'll be going over commandment number one. So far we've looked at, firstly, can a man or a woman keep the commandments for righteousness? And secondly, I mean, of course, no. <laughs> no one can keep the commandments for righteousness' sakes. The scripture teaches us that by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his presence. And secondly, we looked at what is the point of the law then? And we learned that the, the point of the law is to show our sinfulness and that we need a savior. Paul said that it was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Now, having those things in your memory, number one, that none of us can keep the law perfectly for righteousness, and number two, that it was to point us to Christ, yet we still have a law. And this law is a guide for us to live our lives by, not for righteousness' sake, but to be obedient children. As we sing earlier, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If we continue our lives as rebels, breaking his law constantly and perpetually with no regard to what his law says, we would have to question if we're in the faith or not. The Bible teaches us that his law is not grievous to us. We want to keep his law, but yet we do fail from time to time. Our question this morning is, which is the first commandment? And what is required in it? Answer being that thou shalt have no other gods before me. And that it requires us to know and acknowledge God to be the only true God and our God. And to worship and glorify him accordingly. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, again this morning. And above all, we do ask, Lord, that you would descend upon us by your spirit this morning, Lord, and enlighten our minds, Father. Open our hearts to understand this first commandment, Lord. And to give us strength and give us power by your spirit, dear Lord, to obey it. Because we do want to obey your commandments, Lord, even though we, we do falter and we do fail many times. We ask for your help, Lord. Teach us this morning. In Christ's name we do pray and ask it. Amen. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. It says that thou shalt have no other gods before me. God demands that your focus be on him and him alone. It also says... In the next couple verses, we'll get there next week, it says that he will not share your affections with another. He is a jealous God. He doesn't want a part-time relationship with you. He doesn't want to share you with another. He wants you to himself. Isaiah 45, I'd like to show you a few, past, a few verses of Scripture here. about him being the only true God and that there is no other and his testimony of himself 
to this. Isaiah 45, verses 5 and 6. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun from the west, and that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Verse 14, Thus saith the Lord, the labor of Egypt and merchandise of Ethiopia and of the Sabaeans, men of stature shall come over unto thee, and they shall be thine. They shall come after thee in chains, they shall come over, and they shall fall down unto thee. They shall make supplication unto thee, saying, Surely God is in thee. And notice right here, and there is none else. There is no God. Verse 18, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it, not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Verse 21, it says, Tell and bring them near Ye, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. I could go on a few more verses in this chapter. He's driving the point home. I am the only one. Worship me and me alone back in exodus you don't have to turn there i'll just read it to you exodus fifteen eleven. it says who is like unto thee o lord among the gods lowercase g who is like thee glorious in holiness fearful in praise doing wonders there is no other god that can do that no other false God. While we're in the book of Isaiah, turn back one chapter to Isaiah 44. The same theme here, verses 6 through 8. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. You see a picture of the Trinity right there. I am the first and I am the last and beside me there is no God. And who as I shall call and shall declare it and set an order for me since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come let them show unto them. Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have I not told thee from that time and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Now surely if he doesn't know of another, there is no other. Malachi 1, I'll read it to you, verse 11. 
Malachi has this same thing as Isaiah said in 45. He said, From the rising of the sun, even to the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the name of the Lord of hosts. He wants recognition for what he done, and he is worthy of that recognition. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be worshipped. He is the only God, the only God that would send his son in the likeness of sinful flesh to pay a debt for a people who rebelled against him. He deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. He deserves what he asked for right there, that thou shalt have no other God before me. Isaiah 42, while we're here. Verses 5 through 9. Thus saith God the Lord, that he created the heavens and stretched them out. He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he hath given breath unto the people upon it and the spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and I will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people and for a light of the Gentiles to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold the former things that are come to pass, and the new things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. Tell me of someone else who could tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Not because he's got a magic trick up his sleeve, but he declared it would happen the end from the beginning. There is no God like him. Isaiah 46. Let's turn back a couple pages. And we'll see that very specific thing here that he does call the end from the beginning. God does not look through the corridors of time to see what man will do and then backtracks and then writes in his book what will happen. No, sir, he calls those things that are not so that they are. Verse 9, it says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet, saying, My counsel will stand and I will do all my pleasure. Whatsoever things come to pass in this earth, have been declared by the sovereignty of our God. A God that deserves our trembling, our fear, our love, our worship. He deserves every bit of it. 
Let's look at some examples of men in the Bible. Turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 24. Men and also women, we'll see. Joshua 24. Joshua being a, a type of Christ in the Old Testament. Let's look at verses 14 and 15. A very familiar verse here. Me and my wife Tammy had this plaque in our house, or we did have it one time. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, speaking of the gods of Egypt, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell now. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Turn two books to your right to Ruth. Ruth chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 15. Naomi had just lost both of her sons and she's telling both of these young women, hey, my sons are dead. God has forsaken me. Leave, go back to your family. Let's look at what Ruth says right here. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is going back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God. Do you think that Ruth was enamored with Naomi? Brothers and sisters, I believe that she was enamored with this God that she's seen. Her eyes were open. Her heart was open to serve the true and living God. And she wanted nothing to do with the gods that she grew up with. She wanted this God. 1 Kings 18, I'll read it to you, verse 21. Elijah battling with the prophets of Baal, he said this, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow Him. But if Baal, then follow Him. And the people answered Him not a word. And we know the story. 
There were 500 prophets of Baal screaming and crying out to their God, cutting themselves to see if their God would answer by fire. And Elijah, a man alone, poured water on the sacrifice. He said, pour more water, pour more water, pour more water. And the scripture says that the fire of heaven came down and took the sacrifice and licked up every drop of water. Who is a God like that can answer that? There's none like Him. Not even close. 1 Chronicles 28, if you turn there. One verse here, verse 9. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all the hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Thou shalt have no other God before me. We are to seek him and him alone. Isaiah says this in chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. One of my favorite verses, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. How do we keep these commandments? By looking unto him. Looking unto him. Looking unto his strength. Philippians tells us about putting on the whole armor of God. It says, stand in the power of His might, not our own. In His might. Deuteronomy chapter 26. Now, we are New Covenant people. We are not under the old Mosaic law. It's just a guide for Christian living for us. But I wanted to show you this morning how important, how worthy this God is that showed us mercy and love. 26, verses 16 and 17. This day the Lord thy God hath commanded thee to do these statutes and judgment. Thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Thou hast avouched the Lord this day to be thy God. 
and to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and to hearken unto his voice. To look to him. Not to accomplish something and go to him and say, Father, may I be rewarded for what I've done. But to say, Lord, I come to you empty-handed and I ask your help to keep your law because my reward is you not what's in your hand psalms 48 14 says for this god is our god forever and ever he will be our god guide even unto death he promises in the scripture that he will never leave us he will never forsake us even if we break the law from time to time. The scripture also teaches us that we could go boldly before the throne of grace in time of need, that we may be, obtain mercy and forgiveness. What do you think that's talking about when we break the law? That's what we need mercy and forgiveness for. Psalm 29, if you turn there, One verse here, verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in beauty, in the beauty, excuse me, of holiness. The glory due unto his name. He is worthy of this. He is owed this. And none of us could pay it. So he sent forth his son to pay it. And for those of us who are in Christ, he looks at us just as if we did it too because of Christ. We'll see example of Jesus, the one who did keep the law in Matthew chapter 4 in his temptation in the wilderness. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 4, verses 8, and, 8 through 10. And notice this, what the devil's trying to do. He's wanting this worship. The worship that belongs to God and God alone. The devil wants it. That's what he desires. And again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto, them, unto him, All these things would I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. I'll give you everything that this world has because it says in another passage of Scripture, for it is mine to give. If I want. But notice what the one who kept the law said. 
And then Jesus saying unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. While we hear, I was talking to a few brothers this morning about Matthew chapter 6. If you turn there a few pages. Jesus says this in verse 21. It says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore in thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. I want to kind of cross-reference that to what I said earlier in Isaiah 26. It says, Thou will keep him at perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee, whose eye is fixed, whose eye is singular. Verse 23, he says, But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus just told Satan earlier in chapter 4, you serve God and God alone. I want nothing to do with your riches and your kingdom. They're mine anyway. Amen. <laughs> Now let's finish this morning in Psalm 119. King David had much to say about this. And I'll read a few passages, actually a couple blocks of Scripture here. Verses 1 through 16. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. You see that he has trouble doing it here. Or he would not have stated this. Then I shall not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed therefore according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. He had a singular eye right here. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed are thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments. I'm sorry, all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all the riches. I will meditate in thy precepts. 
I have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in the statutes. I will not forget thy word. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Look at verse 105 through 112 and then we'll close. Familiar 105 here. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Just said in Matthew 6 earlier. The eye is the light that comes into it. If it be singular, it be full of light. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. I have sworn and will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. Except I beseech thee the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. You can see King David here crying out and asking, God, help me. Help me to keep thy law. I want to keep thy law. I stagger and fall. I want to be a sweet aroma in your nostrils, Lord. But I know the only way that I could do that is if I come through Christ. Because my righteousness is but filthy rags. My soul is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I err not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform thy statue always, even unto the end. I have inclined my heart. I have made a determination that even though I will fall, I will get up and I will try and try and try again because I want to keep his law. Not for righteousness sake, but I love him. And I know for me, and I, I'm sure I could say this for you too, the last thing I want to do is bring reproach to his name out those doors by breaking it. And oh, I do it sometimes. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. This great God, this great God that showed mercy unto us, ask this of us. And I pray that you would meditate on this week and contemplate this. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Is there something in our lives? Is there something in our hearts that we've put in front of Him? Yes, Lord, I understand, but I got to take care of this right now. I promise you, without His help, you're not going to take care of it. Because more than likely, 
I could say this personally in my life, he put it there. Not to test my faith, but to prove the faith that he gave to me that he will see me through to the end. Most of the time, kicking and screaming. And that's probably a lot of our testimonies here. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. The law that he gave us, he'll help us along the way. Let's pray. Dismiss. Father, we thank you. Oh, dear God, I thank you for your patience. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your long-suffering, dear God. I thank you for your discipline, for your sanctification, dear God, for pulling this world out of us, dear God, and giving us a right perspective that we're just pilgrims traveling upon this side, waiting for our heavenly home in heaven, dear God. Help us, dear Lord, to keep your commandments. Help us to keep that singular eye, Lord, fixed upon thee. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, our focus upon him, the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before you, you endured the cross and despised the shame to save a people and to spend eternity with them. Lord, we praise you and we give you honor for it. Be with us in the next few moments as we have these prayer requests, Lord. Be with the children in the back, dear God. Please open their eyes and their hearts to your gospel, Lord. Save them from their sins. Show them their need for a Savior, dear God. Let not this next generation, Lord, fall to the evil one. Save them, Father, we beg of thee. Be with us in the next hour. May you be glorified and honored in it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen.